Greetings and welcome to The Second Question, a podcast for educators and those who love education. I'm your host, Martin Silverman, a public school educator from beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Now, let's answer the second question. Welcome, listeners, to this episode that I'm calling episode 17 and a half. This episode is different from my previous episodes in that there's no guest with me today, and... I just wanted to spend a little bit of time, listeners, sharing with you some of the wonderful things that have been happening uh, in my life these last couple of weeks. And also, I wanted to reflect a little bit on the previous 17 episodes. I will be back next week with uh, a special guest that I'm looking forward to having a conversation with. But today, I wanted to share some of the amazing things that have happened recently. And I have to say, the number one most wonderful thing that's happened this week is the birth of my new granddaughter, Emilia Reed Silverman, born to my youngest son and his wife, uh, Easton and Barbara, and their first child. I'm very, very excited to have gotten a chance to meet her yesterday, and she is already just a huge light in my life. So welcome, Emilia, to the world. We're excited to have her in our family and very, very excited for her to join my other two beautiful grandchildren, Lila and Ivan. So now I have one grandchild from each of my three children, and so you could call that a complete set. A very, very wonderful week. Amelia was born this past Wednesday, April 21st, and uh, came home on Friday, and we got to meet her on Saturday, and it was just a great thing. Some other wonderful things that happened this week. I got a message via email from Jeff Gargas from the Teach Better team. Actually, that was last Thursday. And Jeff told me that one of the guest blog posts that I wrote for the Teach Better team, it was a blog post on career and technical education beginning in elementary school. Apparently, that post has been picked up by the Montana Office of Public Instruction, and they asked the Teach Better team for permission to use that post uh, as part of their teacher PD section on their website. I think they do some PD virtually for teachers, and also they wanted to use it in some of their presentations. So that is extraordinarily gratifying to me that uh, and, and kind of freaked me out a little bit. Something that I wrote was not only uh, shared, but appreciated. And uh, I'm excited about the fact that that piece of work will be able to be used in training for teachers somewhere. So that was a very gratifying piece of news that I got. And that post began as an offshoot of a conversation I had with Dr. Daryl Porter on his wonderful podcast called Bridged. And we talked about how CTE education begins in elementary school. 
And, you know, we just talked about it, and that spurred me to write about it and get it posted. And it also more deeply forged the connection between uh, Daryl and myself. And so one of the other great things that's come of that is that Daryl Porter and I uh, have joined with the inimitable and wonderful Dr. Jeff Springer to put together a podcast called The Texan Connection. And Dr. Jeff Springer was the one who came up with the idea. He uh, enlisted both of us. He had the vision, and we all three helped bring it to reality. And the first episode of The Texan Connection was released yesterday, Monday, and we are excited for you to listen to that and hear our conversation. You know, one of the things that we strive for in that podcast is for us to celebrate our similarities and explore our differences. And you'll hear right in the first episode, there are things that we agree on and things that we disagree on, and we want to talk them out. And the reason that podcast is called The Texan Connection is uh, Daryl is in Fort Worth, Jeff is in the Houston area, and I'm here in San Antonio. So we uh, you know, kind of decided that it was the connection that we had across three of the major cities in the state of Texas. Very excited to be part of that. And speaking of podcasts that I'm excited to be part of, I had the great pleasure of being interviewed this past weekend by the wonderful Ray Porton and his son Leo on Leo's podcast, Live in That Online School Life. And Leo and his brother Owen started a podcast where they talk about life from the elementary school student perspective and just some of the different changes that they've gone through over, you know, this year of unusual pandemic school. And they gave me the great honor of being their guest this past weekend. And so I urge you to listen to Live in This Online School Life, all of the episodes. You will definitely get a smile on your face and learn a little bit about animals for sure, because Leo likes to give facts about animals. And so that is something I think you'll find enjoyable. And I had to let Leo know that listening to his podcast was the inspiration for us at Salinas to begin a podcast with our students called This Ranger Life. And I invite all of our listeners here to listen to the two episodes that we have so far of This Ranger Life. It is a podcast by the students at Salinas. Uh, the first episode, we kind of get to know each other. We talk a little bit about school and things that are going on. But the second episode is all the kids. It's uh, There's no adult voices except for the fact that they interview the three women in the Salinas office in honor of Administrative Professionals Week. So please, if you have an opportunity, listen to This Ranger Life. And now a reflection on the Second Question podcast. You know, the purpose of this podcast is to elevate teachers, to honor and celebrate the teachers who have made an impact on us. And it reminds me of the quote from Chaim Gannat, one of the famous quotes. But I want to read, um, before I read the famous quote from Chaim Gannat, I want to read one of his other quotes. And what Chaim Gannat said was, children are like wet cement. 
Whatever falls on them makes an impression. He also said, if you want your children to improve, let them overhear the nice things you say about them to others. Another great quote. But the main quote that, you know, we know from Haim Gannat is the one where he said, I've come to a frightening conclusion that I am the decisive element in the classroom. It's my personal approach that creates the climate. It's my daily mood that makes the weather. As a teacher, I possess a tremendous power to make a child's life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or heal. In all situations, it is my response that decides whether a crisis will be escalated or de-escalated and a child humanized or dehumanized. You know, uh, as we approach Teacher Appreciation Week next week, I wonder if we all know, uh, as teachers, the power that we hold over our students. And when I say the power we hold, I mean the power of our words, the power of our deeds. And the whole purpose of the second question is to um, honor and elevate those teachers that have made those impressions, whose cement has fallen on us and created that impression. And uh, a few takeaways from the first 17 episodes um, that come to mind are, uh, number one, two of our guests almost broke into tears when they gave their tributes to their teachers. It was such a beautiful thing to listen to. The fact that somebody affected them in a way that it made them emotional to talk about it. That was a beautiful thing from two of our guests. I also uh, received an email from one of my recent guests who related to me that the daughter of the teacher that she honored mentioned to her that listening to the tribute to her mother uh, brought her to tears and made her realize that she was doing a pretty good job of parenting herself. It was such a beautiful beautiful message, and I really appreciated hearing that from my guest. Also, I wanted to relate to you a story that happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. I got a Facebook message on Messenger from somebody that I have not been in touch with since sixth grade, which, uh, you know, I'm not a young person, and so sixth grade was, um, I want to say, around 1972, 73-ish, and uh, this guy had been in my class uh, certainly for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, maybe in third. We I had moved to that community when I was in third grade, the middle of third grade, and um, he was in my class for sure, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And he reached out to me. We had some mutual friends, and we had um, some back and forth text conversation, and that led to a phone conversation. And quite honestly, the thing that brought us back immediately was talking about the teachers that we had. We remembered some very small details that I can guarantee you that the teachers uh, probably would not even remember. But things that the teachers said to us, uh, things that they did in our classes in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade um, that were so vivid to us even now. And that reminded me of a Twitter post that I had read. And I wish I had saved it because I would love to be able to quote them verbatim, the responses. But the original poster had written, and I think they wrote it humorously, about how they remembered when they were in elementary school a 
dodgeball game they played and that one of the team members of the other team had done an illegal move, had aimed for the face, and the whoever was in charge of you know administering that game allowed that to happen. And so the original posters team lost the game. And they said, I still remember that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they were writing that in a humorous way. And there were some very humorous responses. One of the ones, it was so funny. Somebody wrote, um, my coach canceled a softball game that we had because of rain and told us uh, that he would call us to reschedule. And it's 52 years later and I'm still waiting for that call. So, you know, I mean, there were funny things like that. But some of the responses were just like, you know, they cut, they were devastating. One of the main ones, and, and you know, and this is one that you would not forget, was a woman who wrote that uh, when she was in high school back in the late 50s or early 60s, she was by grades the valedictorian of her class. But she said that uh, somebody at the school, we're going to say either a principal or a counselor, I can't remember exactly, told her that they were not going to give her the valedictorian honor. They were going to give it to a young man because they said, well, uh, you know, you're a girl and so you're probably going to just get married and, you know, start having a family and he wants to, he's going to go to college and so we're going to make him the valedictorian because it will mean more for him. And, you know, of course, that something like that uh, is life-altering and, and would still be remembered. But it even went down to comments like this. There was a woman who wrote that when she was in nursery school at age three and a half, that the hooks in the coat room were marked with stickers and that her hook had a lamb on it. And she said that one day somebody you know, else put their coat on that lamb and that she told the teacher and the teacher told her she was wrong and to you know, leave it and to use another hook. And the woman wrote, you know, that happened when I was three and a half and I'm 70 now and I still remember it. And so, you know, we don't know what impact we have. Uh, as Teacher Appreciation Week comes next week, you know, I just want us to remember that we do hold that power. We, our words can, can hurt or heal and that we need to remember that you know, as much as possible, we need to be cognizant of the fact that our words need to help whenever possible. I'm sure all of us can remember things that we have said to students that probably did not even seem like anything at the time, but they meant a lot to that student. And I want to honor all of you teachers out there who are still uh, making sure that they use their words in an in a uplifting and building way. We appreciate you. I want to close this episode by thanking listeners for hanging out with me here in the second question. I look forward to more episodes in the future and look forward to next episode, number 18, where my podcast comes of age. And that's it for today's episode of the second question. Thanks for joining us. If you like this podcast, subscribe and tell your friends. And don't forget to join us for the next episode where we will answer the second question. Mm -hmm.